the thoughts and the feelings aren't the problem. Like you can have like any thought or feeling and you can continue to do the things you value. And I think like where like a lot of people, especially as they're starting on their journey or struggling with mental health, a lot of them think they're living a feeling-based life. So like, like, if I feel this way, then I can do these actions. If I'm feeling this way, then these actions come. But I think like getting to a value-based life where your life is based on things you value, no matter what you're thinking or what you're feeling, you're still going to do things you value. I should have gone outside first and I didn't. So now here I am at City Brewing, stealing their Wi-Fi and uh, hoping to get a, a solid a solid interview here or, or whatever we're doing here. But uh, no, it's good to see you. It's good to talk to you in real in real life. This is weird. I've seen some of your TikToks. <laughs> it, it is kind of crazy. I mean, like even like when you speak to people um, like from like TikTok and they get them on a video, you're like, this is like totally different. Yeah. Do you know, um, do you know Omzer's? I think his TikTok is. He, uh, he actually looks a little bit like you, just uh, more like exotic, I guess. Here, let me show you uh, what he looks like. He, he has a really, his is a little more, more like psychedelic in nature, like super uh, existential. Oh shit, hold on. I don't know if you've seen his page before. Yes, yeah, yes yeah, yeah. I have, I have. He, uh, this, him and I were supposed to do a podcast together too. He's just, uh, I, don't, I don't know what he's doing right now, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is cool. It is cool connecting with people on TikTok and and you reached out to me. You were the first person who uh, who's ever just like sent a message out like that. Really? So that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it about? Like, what was there a certain video you saw, or what? What was the? Uh... I can't remember what video it was, but there was a certain video, and like I've connected with probably over a hundred people over the past like eleven months um, from like TikTok, and like if I think like I'm gonna vibe with you, like I'll just connect, and like the reason for that is like we never know how we're gonna help each other out. If it's yeah. like mental health or business or like connections, like we never know. And I bet over over like 20 years, we're going to bring some sort of value to each other. If it's today on this call or in 20 years and five years, whatever it is. So like, and like, I just love connecting with other people, like hearing like their perspective, where they're coming from. Um, and like, it's probably like one of my favorite things to do is like network with other people. That's dope, dude. That's dope. Uh, and you seem like you're pretty good at. I've seen a few of your like your collaborative efforts on video. I, I saw, saw one, one that wasn't even on your page. It was just on my for you page, and you were there. And I was like, holy really? shit! I was like, I recognize that dude. And then it was like some other guy. It was one. one it was a podcast. I think it was someone else's podcast. Duran. Um, was it? Uh, was it Callum? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, so. Yep. It was a pretty sweet setup, actually. Yeah, I was like, damn, yeah. bro, I need to, like, when I find a home again, I'm really going to invest in, like, a side, because podcasting is my favorite thing to do. I love really? talking at length. Yeah, yeah, I was super pumped to do it. I was so upset when I had to, like, cancel on you earlier last week. I was like, fuck me. I was like, God, he's going to be, like, um, but no, I loved in the podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, and I wanted to take it on the road with me. And so, like, a lot of my podcasts, I did one on the top of a mountain. And so it's really, really fun doing it. I just kind of like get out my thoughts, you know, just purge myself yeah. of all the just swirling thoughts in my head. Um, but anyway, anyway, we'll start, we'll get this thing started. So welcome back to your joys, everybody. I'm Cage Regatta. be replacing the little voices I dread for now, giving you a break from the constant turn monologue. That is the human mind. I want to say first, thank you for listening, viewing whatever platform you're on. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button, drop a like in this video. Uh, and Joy's Clips, at Joy's Clips on TikTok and Instagram is where I post all the highlights. Um, we have Mr. Easton Gladney. Yep. on the podcast uh he's he reached out to me on tiktok super cool guy we have very similar content that the style of, of stuff we're trying to push out at least from what i've seen 
And uh, yo, so I saw on your page, I, I did some stalking, like a lot of stalking, um, but I can only find like your Instagram and your TikTok. So I, I saw a lot of the content you're pushing. I see in your real estate. What's the connection there? Like why, why is you pushing out this content uh, through TikTok? Has it helped with real estate? Are they linked together at all? Not really. I mean, the real estate is kind of just like my main stuff. Um, I'm actually starting to um, move to make money online. So like, that's why, like, if you've noticed, I've stopped pushing like my real estate content altogether. Like, yeah. I think it's been about like two or three months, like since I've been talking about real estate, like I'm more into like, into like talking about like mental health, like spirituality, like just like stuff to bring people value and hope and like, and realize that their life doesn't have to be the, the way that it is. You know, the craziest thing is sometimes I'll see, like, there's, there's a lot of people who make content like us where we, we just say like a certain truth that we know is true. And there's sometimes in my in my like day to day where I'll see that where I'll see a video like that and I'm like fuck off. And then sometimes where I see a video where I'm like, dude, thank like I needed that, you know. And it's so interesting like the ways we go through life, you know. And just sometimes you like you need a video like that. And TikTok's great; it just pushes that video right when you need it. <laughs> but uh, no, I I love this style. I just watched one earlier today. Um, and I was interested if, uh, if you could explain it even further. You were talking about depression and uh kind of like how it felt i think it was within the last couple days you put it might have even been yeah, today yep. um and you explained it really really well i wonder if you could say it again and, and what your experience was with depression like how you kind of worked through all that stuff i think the way that i worded it is like depression feels like you're being trapped in like a black void and your soul is being eaten from within with anxiety and with guilt and with regret or like whatever feeling that you're experiencing in that time. And it seems like when you get on the other side of depression and like, I can't remember like the exact like wording that I said, but like when you get on the other side of that depression, like your life just becomes so joyful and like you find joy in the chaos. And like for, for like most of the times, like the chaos is going to be there, like, like at all times and your brain's just going to make, like up things or make things up that are going to like make you like get like down on yourself or like I think like even more attached to the material world than we are and it's going to put you like in a spiral yeah yeah 100 percent did you um was there a trigger that or not a trigger maybe but like what was the situation in in how you started to or how that like how'd you how'd you so I hate like saying how'd you get depressed, but like, was there a moment? Was there a thing that happened? Was it a breakup? Uh, so, like, I can go like, like way back. Um, yeah, yeah, do it if you want. There really wasn't. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, I'm open like about anything. But you okay. can ask me like any question like about anything. So, like, when I was born, I was born a premature baby, and I was supposed to be born in March, and I was born in December. And when I was born, I had heart problems. I had to have heart surgery. Um, I had to be put on like, uh, like breathing tubes and stuff like that. And then as I was born, um, as I get older, I was like diagnosed with like OCD and um, anxiety, depression, a lazy eye, a lisp, a stutter, Tourette's, um, and probably like some other shit that I like forget about. Um, so like, as I went through my life, um, I think that like me not addressing that and realizing how like mental health works and the brain works. I like my life was just a giant loop of me running away from my anxiety or the feelings of the thoughts I didn't like, and then 
just like getting that little bit of ounce of like relief and then like and then like running after like that good feeling and thought and then running away from the bad feeling and thought and I think like that's what just kept kept me in a depressive state and then when I when I broke up with my ex senior year of of high school that put me in a very very dark place and and it was either I was going to get better or I was going to kill myself and that was it and I obviously got better but like I was like I was so low that like those are the only those are the only two choices damn yeah I uh, I talk about it I've talked about it before the uh the idea of when you're pushed into a corner and you're forced to act you're forced to do something and uh I think a, a lot of problems that come about now are with kids who want to make a jump but they're not pushed up against like realistically they're just like yo my life's just too good like I don't have I have a safety net like I there's nothing else to say like I and it was the same with me you know I wanted to do this this whole trip and like go on a spiritual journey or whatever but I was like man like I have I have like 15 safety nets like there's no way I can mess this up and it almost made it harder for me to do it and uh it's it's hard because this 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 new generation they see all these things through social media they see all these stories and influencers doing these things and they, they almost like vicariously live through them and they don't have like real life experiences but uh, it's so interesting how when you're when you're like faced with a decision and your your back's totally against the wall what you're able to like accomplish and pull out of your just like rip out of your yourself you know from like the deepest darkest places um what uh did you did you have any um like well how, how old are you right now uh 21 you're 21? Oh, holy shit. Okay, I thought you were like 27 or something. No, no. <laughs> it's the facial hair, dude. It's the facial hair. I know. <laughs> God, I fucking wish. How, how, how high is it going on your face? Like how high? Sol- oh, shit. You got, a solid, you got a solid beard. Okay, yeah. I got one of those like half-assed ones. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. Um, damn, dude. I, I, uh, I had no idea it stemmed that far back. Holy shit. Um, so have you dealt with that? Like literally since you were like a kid? Like that type of stuff? overthinking like anxiety and stuff like that so from like the age of i don't know like six or eight like all i could like remember is me like like having like like having that guilty feeling and like the main like feeling free like was guilt and not wanting to be like a bad person or Mm. like disappoint like disappoint anyone and like my entire life i mean like i remember there was times when like I would be like away from my parents and I would do something that I thought was bad. And like, I would call them like bawling crying just to try to like get rid of that feeling that I had and like to get that relief. And I think that was probably at the age of eight or something to eight or 10. Damn, dude. I don't even, I don't even know if I was like conscious back then eight or 10. Holy shit. That is, that is crazy. So did, did the stuff like the lisp and lazy eye, did that just do you like, I mean, I don't really hear it. Like, I don't, does it like, like, I don't, I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. So the lazy eye, um, I had to wear a eye patch, um, on my right, um, on my right side of my face or, um, like on my right eye. And I had to wear that like during like middle school, I think for like a year or like six months to like strengthen my left eye. And like that got it better. Um, and then for my lisp, I act for my lisp, I actually just started working on that. Like, when I was 18 and like, I didn't really like, I was super like, like insecure, like to order food or to say my own name. And I really didn't even start to like, like work on it till like I was 18. And then I went to a speech therapist and we worked on it for like about four months and then like it got better. Wow. Holy shit. What, what was that? What was that like growing up with the list? Was it, was it that bad or was, do you think it was in your head? Was it, was it really that bad? Were you getting bullied? Was it, 
Was it hindering you from, you know, relationships or friends and that stuff? It wasn't bad in the perspective of I was getting bullied, but in my own mind, especially combine that with my stutter, I was, I couldn't get like two words out back to back without stuttering or being afraid to stutter or with my lisp. I was terrified to say my own name. I was terrified to jump on phone calls, like basically like speak in general. Like, like I was just terrified to do like anything because I didn't want to like mess up. How, when did that end for you? Was that fairly recently? Like when you said you were 18, when you started getting yeah. that, that's so it's been with you literally for like years and years and years. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. Damn. I think that's what drives me to bring hope to people. I've been through such a shitty childhood with so many problems that like I can relate to a lot of different people. And like, I just want to bring them hope and, just show them like, hey, like if you have a lisp or a stutter or Tourette's, like you don't have to like live this way. Like you can improve. Yeah, you uh, on that on that uh, TikTok I brought up earlier. You, one of the parts I think it was maybe in conjunction with that TikTok. You were like literally you just you just have to keep going. They're like there's not much to it. Sometimes it doesn't feel good, you know. But you literally just have to just push push forward and it gets better. And sometimes you you just need to hear that. Sometimes like a lot of people, including me, I know that. But I still sometimes, you know, you just forget. And it's it's nice. It's a really good grounding thing. And I just wanted to tell you that, like, it's good to put that kind of content out. I know sometimes you're, like, looking at videos and it's, like, 176 views, 182 views. You're like, what the fuck? You know, like, this should be getting more out. Like, this should be a message that should be pushed out and it's not. And uh, every now and then I'll get a comment from someone. And, like, I don't have a huge YouTube or anything like that. But they'll be like, yo, I'm so glad I found your page. Or, like, I'm so glad you posted this video. And, like, just, like, those one those one little moments like that, it really, really feels good, you know. And it, it's just it's just nice to know. So I, just, I wanted to tell you that it helps. Thank it really you. does. It really does. <laughs> and you're 21. It's crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Um, okay, so switching gears a little bit. You're in, you're in real estate. Or you, you've done real estate. I don't know if you're, like, a student in real estate. Or are you... Like fully in, have you been doing it for a long time? How'd you get into it? So um, I'm a real estate agent. I've been licensed for a little bit over two years. Um, I, I, when I graduated high school, so um, I played lacrosse for about 10 years and up to junior year, I had scholarships to go to D3 schools and junior year, I decided to not play lacrosse. I graduated high school, went into the trades for about a year, worked a job for like for like eight months within that year at a trade, I realized that I don't want to work for someone else. I have so much more potential that I'm wasting here. And I can see myself look back in 40 years being like, what did you do with your life? And so um, like after those eight months, I got out of the trade and I got licensed within two months. Wow. Was it easy? Like the licensing part? It was boring, but it was very simple. I mean, it's just sales, I guess. So you're just, I mean, you need people's skills, which you got. And uh, you just need a broad understanding, I guess, of the, of the local market and, you know, what's going on, who's who's selling, who's not. So that's that's super interesting. Does the, uh, has has your experiences, do you think, uh, with, I guess, with your mental illnesses and kind of like having that perspective, does that help? Does that lend itself at all in real estate? Yes. It, I don't, I want to be there to help people make the buying process and like, I look at it just like a vehicle to like move me wanting to help people through. So like, I like love the like education process. I love like sitting down with people and like walking them through the process, like just being there to make it easier. And also I'm 
I'm very kind and very understanding when it comes to a lot of that stuff. So I feel like that is from me, like understanding, like what I've been through and like knowing like, Hey, like this realtor, like, yes, he's pissed off, but it's probably not because like a deal is falling through. It's probably because he's, he's either trying to like get like validation or he's like insecure about himself. Like it's not the superficial reason why he's mad. There's always an underlying issue. True. True. Do, uh, do you get, do you get clients? Like when you're 21 years old, is it hard to be taken seriously at that age? Like I imagine people are trying to find people who are like 40, 50 with like 20 years of experience. I haven't had any problems. Um, really? The market's really, really tough right now. So like I haven't had like many closings. I've had two this year, but like I have, I have about 20 buyers right now. And Ooh. like, I have never had one person be like, you're too young yeah. because well, one, like with the facial hair that helps. And I present myself in a way where it's like, where it's like, I know my shit and I'm prepared and I'm ready in a meeting. Like I don't go into stuff like half-assing it. So like, mm -hmm. they're never like asking questions like, Hey, like, like, how old are you? They're like, okay. Like, like you make the, you make the buying process fun and enjoyable and you make it easier. We're going to go with you. Dope. I thought about going to real estate actually. Really? For, for a lot of the same reasons you were talking about, just like being your own boss. And, uh, you know, I'm fairly confident in my skills just to get shit done and to like pull stuff off and, and whatever. And, and I'm pretty smart. I feel like I could, I could do it. And so that gives me a little bit of hope knowing that, you know, someone similar to me in the, in the same mindset, like, was that the, was that the goal with real estate was, uh, were you trying to become the best real estate agent? Like what's, what's your long-term vision for like, like work? Are you, are you trying to work online as like influencing or are you trying to like go into like therapy or like what, what kind of thing are you looking at long-term? So for a real estate agent, when I got into the business, I thought this was going to be like my, my shit, like, like I was going to be for it. Like, this is like what I'm going to do for my entire life. And then now, as I've realized, I've had clients that, that haven't respected me. It's not passive income. It's not residual. Um, so I actually just start like, just like decided that I wanted to make money online. Like two months ago, I joined a network marketing um, company that sells super healthy dog products. And we have like a mushroom that's like super good for dogs, cancer and their immune system and like CBD products and stuff like that. So like, I'm, that's what I'm doing now for like my online business. Um, and, and like where that came from was, I don't want to be like in Ohio. Like I want to buy land and live in a tiny house and travel the world and like meet yeah. like other like entrepreneurs and like do this type of shit, but like in person, like meet up and do that stuff. And obviously me being a realtor, that's not possible. Yeah. I was going to ask like with, with realty, I guess you do have to stay local because otherwise you don't, you don't stand a chance. You know, if you just show up in like, you know, <laughs> San Francisco, you don't know anybody, you don't know anything. So damn, so I guess it does kind of keep you rooted. That was my thinking a lot with uh, just jobs in general for most jobs. I was like, man, I don't even want to like, like I love, well, I hated working in a restaurant, but I love, uh, I think I would love like bartending or something, but I, I hate the idea of being stuck at that bar or at that restaurant. Like why can't, like why there has to be a way for me to, be able to just leave whenever I want and go wherever I want and also make money. So when DoorDash became a thing, I was like, yo, this is the best thing ever. You know, like I don't, you don't really need any skills other than being able to drive and read. Um, so for me, that was like perfect. Uh, and I actually, I just made a YouTube video about that literally. Cause I know so many people now who've messaged me going like, God damn it. Like how the fuck are you traveling full time? And for the first, like for the first half, I was like, oh, I, I just saved like a few thousand dollars. and I just went, like, I don't have another answer other than that. But now I'm like, yo, there's a, there's a legitimate answer if you want to find it. And uh, I think that goes to be said, like when you, when you want to, when you want to make something happen, 
uh, you pretty much just go and fucking do it. Like that's there's like not much else there is, and you, you know, there's so many there's only so much you can do after watching. You know, I've, I'm sure you have too. I've watched literally every single possible self-help video online that there is in existence, and they all are saying the exact same fucking thing. They're all the same, the exact same thing. You just at some point you have to pull the trigger and, and do something. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. You just gotta get the ball rolling. Um, but what's your experience been once you uh? Did you, did you quit real estate or are you still doing it on the side a little bit? Um, I'm still doing it like, like as my full time, like as my like full time stuff right now, we still have clients because like we're still looking at houses, but I'm just like slowly transitioning, um, like in like the, like the, like the, the uh, like network marketing stuff and like mm -hmm. stuff like that. Is it tough? That, Cause this is a question I've wanted to ask, but I don't have that many people to ask it to. Um, so I think you'd be perfect for this. Is it hard? I assume you've gone through some type, some type of spiritual awakening or whatever that terminology is. Is it weird being like in sales or working normal ass jobs, talking to normal people who probably aren't thinking about that kind of thing, having gone through a spiritual awakening, having trying to further your spiritual like journey or whatever? Is it tough wrestling between the two, you know, in life? It used to be because I feel like there's a point in when you go through that awakening that you think that you're better than everyone, like at least like I had that where I thought like, Oh, well, like, you know, nothing. And like, I'm better than you. Now I come at every single person as I come at them from a place of understanding. I know where they sit. I can relate to them on that level, wherever they are. And I can almost always tell like why they're doing something. Um, so like I can relate to them on a very, like high level and now there's no judgment at all for anyone like if you want to buy a house great if you don't want to buy a house if you want to do something else like there's no judgment at all for any person ever because i always come from a place of understanding so now when i go and i sit down with someone it's all about the other person it's where do you want to be what are your goals and i feel like now a lot of my spirituality and all that stuff just comes out like like of me, like even like when I'm at work or like I'm talking to a client, like they can like just pick up this sense of like joy and love when I'm yeah. speaking to them. Like, and like, even if it's not just about spirituality, it could be about houses, but it, it, it like fuses like into it. It does a hundred percent. I totally feel you there. I'm, I'm probably similar in, in the same like stage or area or where you're at. I think it just, it sounds like we are, I think you're actually maybe ahead of me a little bit because I, d I definitely relate to what you're saying, how once you, once you have that like awakening, you go, oh my God, like I know all this stuff and like no one else knows. But I think I, I would say that a lot of people probably on some level sort of know what you, maybe they don't think about it as much as I do. Um, but I definitely understand what you're saying where you're like, you come at, you come at people with like an understanding that, you know, if something happens or someone's triggered about something, there's probably something else going on. And so you don't judge them. And I'm very much like that. Like, I, I really don't care to judge because I just like, I don't know everything that's going on. You know, you never know what's happening behind the scenes or, or what may have just happened before they walked into work. Maybe someone literally ran over their cat or something like you don't fucking know. Yeah. You know, so that's that's really good to know. And I, and I think that our generation. It I think we're going to be I don't want to shit. I don't want to shit on the uh, like our parents and the parents before that, because they just didn't have this. They weren't able to just connect with people on the regular, you know, like, you know what I mean? So they didn't really have anyone to bounce ideas off of, but man, there's so much stuff where I'm like, yo, why did you do that to me when I was a kid? And you're like, you should have known better in my head. And now that now that I have this awareness, now I'm 23. I'm like, man, I, got, I feel like our generation is gonna be fucking good at parenting. 
Like we we've, we've got it. We're gonna be so much. We just have. We just know so much more. You know. And I know every generation is gonna say the same shit. You know, our kids are gonna be like, "Oh, I can't believe you said this to me when I was six And we're not gonna know. And that's gonna be really frustrating because like I think I know everything. And my dad thinks he knows everything, but to me, I'm like, yo, that's not that's not the same. Like the technology era is different, and it's true, you know. Like the technology era is there is a quite big difference between our generation and the, the generation where my parents grew up. Like they just literally oh, for didn't, sure. they didn't have anything, um, and the rate at which we're moving, our technology is flying through. Like, dude, uh, today I saw a video, and it was a it was a TikTok filter where it could bring to life pictures. Have you seen it? Action figure no, faces. No, no, I've bro. Not. Bro, this shit is like. Have you seen Toy Story? Yep. Have you seen the scene where uh, I think Sid picks up Woody and then Woody just like he's looking like this and then he just looks at him and then he freaks out yep. and throws the Toy Story. It was like that. And like that's that shit is is really weird. And I was like, okay, we're we're moving so close because before we know it, it's gonna be one of those things where it's like Black Mirror type stuff. But it's gonna it's not gonna like creep up and just hit. It's gonna be so naturally just pushed into like normal stuff and we're not even going to think about it and stuff that we thought about that was crazy six months ago is literally going to be in our lives within the next couple of years you know and, and all the things that we don't think are possible are flying through like tesla's doing all this crazy shit and we are in for i think the most like ridiculous era of like humankind i swear what do you think about that stuff i think with the rise of cryptocurrency and nfts i think that's going to just change everything and i, and I think um, I'm also looking into virtual real estate and like, that's been a thing that's, that's on the rise as well. VR, I think VR, we're going to be living in a world where, where we're, we're in our VR more than our real world. And the VR is going to become a real world. And I think that's very possible in 10 to 20 years. And we're seeing it kind of all like move together, like with the virtual real estate and the NFTs and the crypto, like, like now we just need the world where we all sit in and, like we decided to perfect it and we're there. And like, I think it's going to be crazy. And I feel like there's been so much growth, like what the, the iPhone or the internet came out in like 19, like 97. And that's only been 23 years. And I'm like, look how much like it's advanced in like 23 years. And I'm like, like, it's going to be crazy. Like it's I think. Nuts. And uh, going off what you just said about like virtual reality, virtual real, real estate, I think people, when they think about that, they can't even like compute because we don't know what that looks like yet. But it is, it is going to happen and it's going to be so fluid. It's going to be so natural that we're not even going to realize what it is until 10 years later, you go back, you go, holy shit. Like everyone's like, there's just buildings everywhere and people are inside or I don't know how, what it's exactly going to look like. But I mean, dude, we, we really are going to be in these virtual worlds because at what point are you just like, yo, what's the difference you know like at what point you just go like oh man this is so much better and i don't know if you've seen the matrix you just go like just yep. the fucking steak like whatever you know and it, that's gonna be a really really weird thing because i don't know i mean i think there's something to be said about really going and seeing some of these places in real life like i know when i was um i i, t I was <laughs> i was tripping on acid once and i was on a couch with my, my friend's house and i remember i was on tiktok and i saw a video it was a pov like a um GoPro footage, this guy skiing on a mountain. He, I just remember he like stopped and he's looked over like the valley with like the sun peeking out. And I was like, damn, bro, I'm just sitting here on a couch. <laughs> like, this man is out here on a mountain in like Colorado or something. I'm here on a fucking couch. Um, and I, all I wanted to do was like be there, physically be there. But like, really, what's the difference if you believe you're there in a virtual, but it's so real, you can feel it. 
if it's cold, you can smell things, you can hear things. Like, what is the difference at that point? You know, what's the world going to look like with virtual real estate? What do you think? I've done some, a little bit of research on the virtual real estate and like, like, uh, like I know someone who is looking to open up a virtual casino and he's going to have beer companies sponsor their beer in the virtual casino. Oh my God. Wow. Crazy stuff like that, where it's like, there's advertisements. And like, I think because like, like the, like the advertisements, like are just where like attention is. So like, if more people are in the, are in the VR world than like looking at the Super Bowl. Like obviously brands are going to pay more to be in a virtual world because like attention's there. And it's like, it's like, I think as this becomes more and more like mainstream, like crypto and the NFTs, like, I think we can see a giant shift in that type of stuff where we're spending our time in there. Brands are in there. Like um, celebrities are doing like shows, like in the VR world, just like a bunch of crazy stuff. Wow. Damn. I didn't even think about it that deep. That is so so true. (laughs) Dude. So because I would think that if we were going to go virtual, why would they not? Why would another company not come in and just create virtual beer and become a new, a new like virtual thing of that? Like, do you, do you think it would be that, or do you think Bud Light would just come in and just be the beer in the? Bud Light would come in. Brands so? have yeah, I mean, like like personal branding like is everything. And like if you love if you love Bud Light now, you're gonna love it even more like in the VR world probably. That's so true. Oh my God, dude, that is, that is nuts. I'm looking at, I'm literally looking at a casino right there. <laughs> so I kept looking at it and I was just like, wow, that is, that is crazy. Um, are you, are you in crypto right now at all? Yes. You're invested? Yep. You, so uh, what are your thoughts on things like China banning it and Paraguay accepting it, potentially even making it currency and El Salvador is doing it. The U.S. is trying to make their own. Some places are trying to destroy it, destroy everything to do with it. What are your thoughts on uh, on crypto, I guess, more more in this country rather than like the whole world, I guess. But what do you what do you think about cryptocurrency in the next few years? I think the government could I think the government will just make their own and say, F it, we're using this one. Um, I think there will be like there there will be like other currencies that people use because it's cryptocurrency and like they can't really do anything besides ban it. And but I think the government could possibly just make their own and say F it to like everyone else is like you have to use this currency. But I think it is helpful for the dollar and stuff like that, depending on how they structure it. Do you so if that happened, does Bitcoin just tank? I have no clue. To be honest. I don't know because like other companies are still, I mean, um, like if other companies like adapt it and say like, we can use it. And if like, like El Salvador and like places like that, like if they're like, if they're using Bitcoin and you like Bitcoin, you're going to do business in their country. So then wealth could possibly leave the U S and move to like El Salvador and other places where you can use that currency. Yet. And then the U S has to make a choice. Do I want to, do I want to unban this currency or do I want to let more business go out of, um, go out of the U S mm. yeah. Cause I'm, I'm kind of stuck in that predicament. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty heavily invested in crypto, but I'm a little worried. Cause I'm like, I wish I could invest in crypto as like an idea rather than choosing coins that I don't know if they're going to be around. Cause I'm like, yeah, you just, you just don't know if the United States is going to come out with the USD coin, which they start, I think they're already are starting on that, yeah. but I'm like, is that going to replace Bitcoin? Like, I don't know if it's too late. Like I, I, I feel in my core that they're going to stick around. Like there's certain companies that I believe in 
because um, I got obsessed. I get obsessed with things, and so when I started so investing, I started really researching things. I was like, there's certain projects like Cardano where I'm like, I feel safe investing in the, something like that long term because they have actual utility. Whereas Bitcoin is just a store of wealth. I'm like, that could be anything. You know, they really could just pop out with USD dollar and say, this is the one we're using. Bitcoin's banned in America, and then you're fucked if you have fifty thousand dollars invested in Bitcoin. You just I don't know what you do with it. You know, you can't. You can, nothing you can do. Like, hopefully they can make like a some type of transfer option where they go, hey, you can switch your Bitcoin for this if you've already invested this much. I don't know. They probably won't. Um, I heard they're going to be making potentially uh, another round of stimulus checks. Really? Yeah. I'm like, damn, bro. How many? <laughs> how many <laughs> those you got? got? <laughs> I'll take it. But like, how many you got, bro? I like, know. It is a crazy world. I feel like we're. I really, really feel like. To, to go back into an existential realm a little bit that we really are in a a strange point in time almost too strange to be overlooked like too much weird shit's happening too much change is happening right now where i'm like why what is the meaning of this like is this is this like sometimes i'll think about like i remember one time i was feeling crazy one day <laughs> and i was like oh i think this is the one like if there's like a bunch of past lives i think this is the one where like i don't know like I, I win or it happens i don't know what it is but I, it feels very powerful and feels very specific to this round i don't know what your thoughts on that if you believe in that kind of stuff i have a very i don't think they're like if we want to get like very very spiritual like i think we're all connected so like the past like yes there are past lives but like if we're all one energy like how are we like individual? That's kind of like my perspective. But like, I also don't hold a, a like concrete belief about anything. It's hard. It's hard to. I mean, it's hard. how do you go through life thinking that? And then, you know, fucking walk into Starbucks and ordering a latte. Like, it's just really hard. I mean, it's not, I guess it's not that hard to balance it, but it, it is kind of weird. You know, like I remember one time I was sitting at the restaurant rolling silverware and I was, I was literally in like an existential mode. I was like thinking about some shit. And uh, my friend walks up with like a cheeseburger. He's like, yo, man. I was like, hey. And then he just sat down and we started talking about sports or something. And I was like, wow, that's so weird that a lot of us are just having these crazy internal dialogues going on in our head. Do you have, like, an internal monologue? I know people, some people don't have an monologue. Yeah, yeah I do. So what is that like for you? What's your experience with it? When I was struggling with mental health, hell, like, legit, like, hell on earth, I think. Um, but, like, now it's just, like, super peaceful. I feel like... Once you kind of get to this state, like, obviously you're going to fall back to like the material world or like, you're like bad, but like now, like now that I'm super like spiritual and I'm super, like, I feel like very connected. It's very like in tune with life. And especially when it comes to like intuition, I feel like when you get to that natural state, you're so in tune with your intuition that like, you know, like if this is, if, if this is aligned with where you're supposed to go or not. And like that kind of plays like in my thoughts as well of like, of like, yes, I am going to fall back. And yes, there are going to be thoughts that are putting you back to like the material world and compulsions and all that stuff. But for the most part, like it's just like peaceful and joyful and like very loving. Do you, I'm asking you this. I'm asking you a lot of these questions that I've never asked anyone because actually for a long time, I, I never talked to anyone who I felt was higher than me, who knew more maybe, who I could actually, actually know something I didn't know already. And I'm fairly certain you're ahead of where I'm at. So I'm going to ask some questions I've never even thought to ask before, but I feel like I understand at a deep level, a lot of things you're talking about. And I've accepted a lot of those things, you know, like when I have bad days, I know that's just a cycle and that's, and that's whatever. But there are some times where there are certain feelings I'll get 
where I feel just like shit and I don't know why and in my head I'm like yo this is fine like it's okay to feel like shit sometimes but I can't get out of that feeling I'm stuck in it and no matter how much I'm like yo I had this same day six weeks ago and I got through it and now I'm here there's no reason to still feel like this why can't I stop why can't I stop help me Easton. help me <laughs> I actually had that exact same for the past two couple days like yesterday and the day before like i was stuck in a in a depressive state like a very like down very 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 just dark place and like i'll say two things like one you just have to remember that like all we have like is this present moment and that like just just being like more self-aware and like detaching yourself from those thoughts and feelings really really help and like i think for me the thoughts and the feelings aren't the problem. Like you can have like any thought or feeling and you can continue to do the things you value. And I think like where like a lot of people, especially as they're starting on their journey or struggling with mental health, a lot of them think like they're living a feeling based life. So like, like, if I feel this way, then I can do these actions. If I'm feeling this way, then these actions come. But I think like getting to a value based life where your life is based on things you value, no matter what you're thinking or what you're feeling, you're still going to do things you value. And Oh, that's so good. That is so good. I've never thought about it like that. Really? Well, I've, I think I've, I've maybe come to that conclusion, but I never really like heard it put that way. That is, that is a really, really good way of saying that actually. Holy shit. That's actually really profound. Cause that makes sense. You know, if your values are this, then it's like, yeah, like you're gonna feel like shit. You're gonna feel good some days, feel bad. But as long as you're on that, on that trajectory of what your values are long-term, damn, that's, that's really well put. Um, oh, thank you. Where, who are your, um, who are like your inspirations? Cause I saw on, on a lot of your TikToks, I felt, I felt like our algorithm is probably similar. I feel like Gary V is somewhere on your, on your for you page a little bit. Gary V is my top dude. Oh dude. I fucking he love is that. my, <laughs> I like, I've been watching him for four years. He is my, not like, I don't want to say like idol, but like, he's my guy that I watch and I basically live my entire life like that for like 99%. The, the, the only thing I don't agree with is mental health because he obviously doesn't talk about mental health so like um for for my mental health like mentor i follow a guy named mark freeman he he like i found his content when i was in when i was going to when i was deciding to either kill myself or live i found his content and he changed my entire life he's the only person that taught me about like the feeling-based life versus the value-based life he was the only person that taught me that i can have my feelings and thoughts there and i have to embrace the uncertainty i mean like i've been to therapists i've been to a bunch of therapists a bunch of people he's the only person that presented me with with like okay like you can live the life you want while those feelings are there so like gary v and mark freeman are my two big people that's dope that's dope i think um two things i used to one with gary v i think uh, the reason he doesn't talk about like mental or mental health and stuff like that, I think for him, he's a very rare case where his his like meditation is literally just he just loves everything he's doing. So I don't think he even has he doesn't care he doesn't like need it. Um, so that, that's it's tough because a, a lot of people do, and so when they see something like that, they go, oh, well, I just got to work and work and work. And he's like, well, that's not quite the same. Like he's he's literally built different. You know, him, Elon Musk, like they just don't have time for anything, so they don't even think to think bad or like or whatever. But um certain spiritual teachers like i'm sure you've heard of like eckhart tolle yeah power, power of the of, of now and i think his speeching his teachings are good I, I definitely i really liked his stuff but i felt like it was very difficult sometimes to really 
put to practice some of his things. I thought there were some flaws in his logic, or not his logic, but like, it wasn't like practical, some of the things he said, in my in my opinion. So I have been looking for more people to kind of take more inspiration from. I love Gary Vee. I have Fee. people. Okay, I'm, I have two people for you. All right, get, hit me. Uh, Saad Guru. I love Saad Guru. I haven't, I haven't actually watched his stuff that much, but I like the clips I've seen from him. He is amazing. And, the, and the, I have another guy. I, I just read his book. Um, his name's Thick Not Han. What book was it? It's Essential Writings. Got it. And I just finished his book. I recommend it to one of my friends. It changed my entire perspective on everything. He talks about the present moment. He compares Buddha to Jesus in a positive way. He is like, like I read his book and I'm like, this changed my entire perspective on like everything when it comes to spirituality, the present moment, religion, Jesus, Buddha, like all that stuff. And I'm like, this changed like my entire life. That's dope. Cause yeah, there's, there's certain people where I, I just, I, I hear their content. I'm like, I think they're just, they're too far up. Like some people are just too fucking woke. And I'm like, yo, I can't relate. I literally, I can't catch you. You know what I mean? And uh, there's certain people like, have you read Think Like a Monk? No, I've not. So yeah, I would definitely recommend that book too. It, it's a uh, very down to earth. He, I think he, he was a past monk. And then he, he used to be like a, a typical college, like douchebag, went to monkhood realize that there's a way to like make this practical and apply this in the real world rather than just going off and being bald in the middle of the woods you know what i mean and yeah. so his book is very practical but also super just good you know so i'll definitely check those books out because i have been looking for some new people to kind of just take inspiration from you know this is a question i was going to ask because I, I didn't know where where our conversation was going to go so i, I just kind of threw this in my notes yeah but uh why do you think that we constantly feel the need to understand ourselves why do we constantly look to improve and, and you know, do exactly what you just said, like read these books and improve us. So like, what's the point? From what I've experienced, we're so far away from that joyful, loving state through society, through parenting, through all that stuff that like, we feel something missing all the time when you're sitting in bed alone with, with, with just your thoughts, when you're around people, that don't match your vibe. You're like, something's off. And I feel like since we're so far away from our natural state, we have to continuously ask questions because we don't know like what is right and what's wrong and what's natural because we only can go off what we're told. And I feel like the people that ask questions, that's why they get to where they get because they don't accept it. But I feel like why we're always on that path is because we're so far away from our natural state. And I feel like once you get to that loving state and you realize like that, all we have like is the present moment. I feel like that drive for finding truth goes away because like when you're in that joyful state, it's like, why would you want anything else? Mm. But that also doesn't stop you from wanting to better yourself. I feel like just the need to do it. Like when you're in that dark place is lessened a lot. Yeah. Cause I was going to say like, at what point do you just go, all right, I'm good? Like, is there a point where you just go, I, I'm, I got it? Like, is, does anyone truly have, like, does Eckhart Tolle, is he truly just like, all right, I'm going to just take a walk and do nothing all day? Like, is that a realistic thing for people? Or are we always going to be, like, trying to work on ourselves? Because inherently, when you think about the power of now and you're in the present moment, you don't really know it because it's, you can only feel it. You know, I kind of liken it to certain spiritual or uh, 
certain like spiritual things that happen on psychedelic trips. I don't know if you've ever had a psychedelic experience. No. Um, but it's pretty crazy. And you know, there's, I mean, there's only certain ones that are very, very powerful that can make you feel that way. Um, where you, you don't, there's a place of like no thought because you're truly in a spot of just like, just experiencing and there's no room to think about what you're experiencing. You just are there. And that's kind of what Eckhart Tolle talks about in the power of now where he's like, well, when you're present, you don't think to ask what else is there or am I present? Cause you just are like, are we ever going to get to a point as a species, as a collective or on an indiv individual level where we just are like, all right, there's no more thought here. We're just, we're good. I actually ask my friend that a lot of like, when are we going to stop trying to do things? And like, I feel like since we live in a material world, that's difficult because if you see a lot of people, like we have Elon Musk trying to get to the moon and we want to like make cars and we want to do all this cool stuff, but we never ever sit down and be like, let's dive within ourselves. Like we're, we're trying to figure out the material world without diving internally. Mm. and like and figuring out ourselves so i feel like that's why we're always on this thing because the material world is always what's next and like since the majority of the population think like that and they're conditioned to be like what's next what's next like i'm not joyful without this thing and it's just crazy to think like we're conditioned to always be like what's next but we're never taught to dive internally and i and i always ask the question as well of like what if we stop trying to enhance and we just live like like, what if we just get to a point where we stop trying to improve society and we just enjoy life? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's possible when you have people that like Elon Musk are always trying to get better, which I'm not saying that's bad or good. I'm just saying, like, I think life would be much more joyful if we just decided that, OK, like no more enhancing, no more trying to get better. We're just going to live life and be joyful in this in this um, society. Yeah, I mean it's tough because like inherently when you're trying to solve a problem, that just that shows like hey there's there's something lacking here we need to fix it, and that's that's tough if you always have people wanting to do that I mean that's good, I guess but it's like at what point is there just is just not necessary you know you just you, and we don't know you know we never really know and and you know people who like Elon Musk they present a solid argument they're like look this is not we're not or in his in his words we're not a one planet species we're meant to go because this earth isn't going to last. And I'm like, okay, that's probably, that's probably fucking true because humans suck and we've just destroyed this planet. Um, but there are some times where I'm like, yo, there's just no need. Like why capitalism inherently is just always building and building. Like at what point does Nike just have enough fucking money? You know, like we don't need another shoe. We don't need another <laughs> iPhone. Like, like why, why is, is Apple, Apple still doing brand deals? Like, yo, you don't need more money. Like you have billions of dollars. What is the point for those types of like capitalism in general, I guess, is that, is that the problem you think? Is the capitalist, capitalistic mindset? I do. I don't like, I, I love capitalism because it pushes people to grow. If there's no incentive to do anything, you're not going to grow as a human in the material world. I think the way that we look at it is the problem. If we, and like, it's the reason why you're wanting something. Like, I think like most people want money for the reason to feel good or to fill a void. And I feel like that's when it causes problems. But if you're getting money, because you enjoy what you do and you're providing actual value because like, I like the idea of like, if we provide value, you get something like in return. Like, I feel like that will push society farther than a society that does nothing. And like, everything's taken care of. And I feel that'll give us stuff to do just like back in the day, how like it was trading and like farmers and stuff like that. I feel like that's necessary for the material world. But I feel like when you're doing it for the wrong reasons to like, for like filling a void or because you're insecure 
and you're unable to dive internal because you're trying to chase the external, I feel like that's when problems arise. I feel like that's where a lot of people relate money to unhappiness because most people that are unhappy have money because they're chasing money for the wrong reasons. Mm, that's definitely true. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because um, I noticed that recently, I guess, with uh, when I was on the trip and I wasn't making money, I was like, man, if I was just making a little bit of money, I would be, I would be, there'd be nothing to worry. There'd be nothing more to complain about. I would be set because that is the only thing holding me back from being happy. And then I started door dashing and now I'm, I don't even work that much. Like I work a couple times a week maybe, but I'm making like four or five times how much I'm actually spending on this trip. And I still run into the same types of problems. I'm like, okay, so clearly it wasn't just the money. It truly is just a feeling of like providing value, I guess, to somebody else or feeling like your life is doing something for somebody in any in any capacity really is what kind of feels good and i think that's the only way we we find anything sustainable you know as long as we have something like money which kind of distracts you from really what you're trying to get you know so many people are like well if i just had just had this money and that's just literally what i was thinking a few weeks ago and uh, as soon as you get it like what's his name uh, it was either jim carrey or russell crow or uh, russell uh, brand um two of the actors who like went and did everything Hollywood and were like, yo, this fucking sucks, actually. Let me just do something better. And uh, they were talking about how, man, I wish everyone was a millionaire. If, if everyone had just had the experience of being a millionaire, they would stop chasing bullshit, stupid shit. You know, and everyone goes, oh, that's easy for you to say. You are a millionaire. And they're like, well, that's, that's the thing. Like, you don't understand. And uh, it's so hard in this world because so many people, they just don't have the stones to do something, you know, and when I, when I went and did this trip, it wasn't, I mean, now when I look, if, if you look at it on paper, it's not like the most unbelievable thing ever, but to me, it was like so big because it was this built up thing that I had in my head of like, fuck the system. I want to do something for myself and travel. And like all these people, like, man, I wish I could do that. And once I left, I was like, yo, you really could. Like literally anyone could fucking just pick up and leave. It's not like this particularly difficult thing. And I think we all, I think so many humans and, you know, and, and I'm sure I do in, in certain ways and, uh, just have the same mindset where you're just kind of like you feel like you're lacking in some way and I don't really know what the full answer is there I don't know how we solve that problem like once and for all um, other than going internal like we were saying I don't think there is a way to solve it I think it's more bringing awareness because like it's like you can't it's hard to be aware of something when it's already there so it's like a lot of people don't know like that they're joyful and abundant right now in this moment. They always think they need something and that's from like conditioning. And I feel like it's more about bringing awareness to people than like fixing the problem, I think, because like if people were aware of that, they wouldn't like, they wouldn't do the things that they're doing to spiral their life downwards into this like depressive state. True. Have you seen those TikToks um, where they show like 1997 high school like footage of like kids walking around the hallways. Yep. Have you seen any of this? And every, all the, dude, all the comments were like, man, everything was like, wh why don't we, uh, like what's that office quote? Like we didn't, we didn't know it was this good until it was over. Like, why can't we appreciate, why couldn't we have appreciated that when it was happening? You know? And I don't know why, like I, I just, it's so hard. Even if you know, like even I know that to be true, like that you can and you should, and this is the present moment. It's still really hard to like fully be present and not, I don't know, like I, I have, I've always had trouble in my life really, really being satisfied with the moment and being like 
fully immersed in it and not just trying to take myself out of it or feel embarrassed for feeling a certain way or, or not fully tuning in to the moment when I should have. And I kind of overlooked it. I was like, oh, what's whatever. I'll just, I'll celebrate later. You know, I don't know why I've always had that. Um, the problem is it's been helpful, you know, like it's helpful to have that mindset in, in this type of like economy or whatever, because it does allow you to move forward. But I think there's definitely a balance that uh, it sounds like you found. I feel like a lot of people either think that they, they take action and they can't be joyful in the present moment or they're in the, or like in the present moment and they won't do anything. And like, I've, I, I've kind of found a balance where like you can be in the present moment, but also take intentional action, which is backed by your values. And it's mm. like, you can still be joyful while taking intentional action. And I feel like that's kind of where the problem stems from is a lot of people think it's either one or the other, but you can have both. Yeah, which, which, yeah. like, I think, like, actually creates, like, more material success. It does. And that's, that's the problem is when you see them, it feels good. You know, you get some success. You know, like, I like it, too, when you, when you grind. You, know, you, have, you have times in your life where you grind. You grind, you grind, you grind. You don't fucking have time for anything else. You push mindfulness aside. You push your families aside. And the problem is you, you, it usually works out in some capacity, you know. And uh, I, I still believe that there are periods in your life where it is required for you to put your head down and just work. I think everyone, to achieve some level of material success, which I think allows some people to broaden their spiritual realm, is like you do have to have some type of success in the materialistic world to achieve that, I, I think. Because um, otherwise you're always going to be complaining, worrying about rent, you know. Um, so I think it's good to, at some point in your life, have that cycle of like, I just got to work. And if you can have that mindset of like, hey, this is not permanent. I'm, this is just a temporary thing where I just got to, I got to work a little bit extra, you know, and that's good. But it's really hard. It's really hard to think about that in the moment for a lot of people, I think. And uh, do you think, because after my spiritual awakening, I tried to think back before and I was like, what was I thinking about? Was I, was I completely fucking unaware or was I on some level aware? Was I just a little bit below this spiritual awakening? Like, where was I at? Where do you think most people are at on that, like, spectrum of spirit? Like, is everyone, like, fucking dead last or they're awoke? Or, like, what, what do you think the it looks like? I feel like most people aren't even aware at all. Just completely they, unaware. They just go through day-to-day -day life and they just think this is their life, their family, their kids. They work their job, they retire, and they die. And they think that's life as a whole. And I... I I do feel like people just have no clue because it's so, and even if they do, they suppress it because like going through that journey and like, you know, this, it is one of the most painful things and suffering that you can go through ever in your life because you have to dive internally and face like everything from your past and everything that you're dealing with now. And most people don't want to do that. They would rather be like, they would rather be blissfully ignorant then take that leap yep. on YouTube, on TikTok. I've noticed that even now, like where I'm like, oh, I need to sit here and stop going on TikTok, but I can't. Like I, it feels so bad or like smoke weed and like it feels so bad, but it feels so good at the same time. It's such a weird thing that goes because your mind is like you're when you're meditating, because I, I had this like breakthrough about meditation a few weeks ago where I was like, yo, meditation is the fucking ant. It's, it's the key to the chest that is everything, you know, like you have to control your mind because right now your mind's controlling you like it literally is pitting yourself against it and it's winning every single battle it wins you know and even when you start on that even when you're aware of that 
you still lose battles here and there. You know, like I still go on YouTube and look up four hours there and going, holy shit, I was supposed to meditate or I was supposed to do something. There's nothing I can do about it in those moments. And I just go, okay, like move on next. But I do think that, I'm curious to see what you think on meditation. I don't know if you practice it or not, but I, I think meditation like truly is the answer to like literally everything. Like I truly think it is. If you can control your mind and you don't have random thoughts popping in your head from who knows where, you know, and then you having these horrible episodes of depression or anxiety, like they just wouldn't happen if you could control your mind, right? Yeah, I, so I, I think meditation isn't the absence of good or bad thoughts. I think it's the acceptance of anything. Urges, you have to shit, you have to piss, a thought, a feeling. Like, I think a lot of people, and like, that's where they kind of get caught up in meditation. They think, okay, like, I'm going to meditate and all my problems and all my thoughts and feelings that I don't want aren't going to be there. But it's actually just bringing awareness and building self-awareness and not, not doing compulsions and like, like giving into your urges and like giving into your like feelings like that you don't want. Like it's, they can be there while you're meditating. And like, I've gotten to a point now where like, I, where like everything like turns into like meditation for me. Like, like when I'm washing the dishes, like I'm, I'm there washing the dishes. Like I'm not there to wash the dishes to get them done. I'm there to wash the dish and what I'm doing like at that moment, like same when I'm walking or like when I'm sitting down, like I'm listening or like, I'm like aware, like of my heartbeat. So like everything I'm doing, like has turned into me, like meditating and being in the moment and not just trying to get shit done. Do you catch yourself with, uh, cause I have this problem. I don't know if it's a problem, but it's, it's the one thing I'm trying to remedy. The main thing I'm trying to remedy is this uh, random just stories, movies that my brain just puts on, random scenarios that don't exist, just replaying, 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 and it just cycles back. And then tomorrow it's the same exact story, maybe different context. Same shit though. It just, it'll play like a random thing from earlier in the day for no reason, just other than to like distract myself from like going internal or whatever. But I'll catch myself all the time. And I'll be like, holy shit, why was I, what was even the point of me thinking that, you know? And it's so unnecessary, really. Um, but it creates, like, mental s chatter in your head. I forget, was it Alan Watts, I think, is one of those guys that talks about just, like, mental chatter in your head. And it just never stops. And that's what people struggle with. They're like, oh, shut the fuck up, you know? And they're, but they're yelling at themselves in their head. And uh, I think that's one thing that, that uh, meditation can really bring to light. When you start to see those thoughts as they come, almost even as they pop up, and you go, whoa. I see you, bro. <laughs> no need to play that right now. Like, no need at all. Like, let me just hang out here and just be like a nothingness. It's so interesting how good that feels when you start to get a little bit of a grip, you know? But I still, even all the time, I'll just go through a 30-minute phase where I'm sitting there fucking just dr dr daydreaming. And is that even bad, though? Like, I can't, I can't figure out if it's good or bad because my goal is to not have that. But then I'm like, oh, what's the harm in daydreaming every now and then? Um, I don't think it's bad. And like, I'll say two things. Like, I think the only difference between an intrusive thought and a thought that you're having is the intrusive thought is one that you don't want. Yeah. And like, that's the only difference. And I think the problem stem in like meditation or like, or like for that, for example, or depression is, is not the actual thought or feeling that you're having. It's the judgment that you're putting on that thought. So when that thought pops up, you're like, fuck, like, this is a bad thought. Like, I don't like it. And then your mind is going to keep like, is going to keep like showing you like bad thoughts and then you're going to be doing something to suppress that thoughts. And then you're going to be to like, try to control or like, or like get rid of uncertainty. And then your mind's going to send you in a loop. But if you didn't judge that thought and you just let that thought be there while you do things that you value, 
you won't get caught up in that loop or like it'll help you to not get caught up in that loop Mm. all right so i'll ask this question for more of like not me asking it but more of someone who's who's maybe just getting into the uh just getting into like the spiritual whatever world or where they don't know where to start they don't know if meditation is the right thing to go with they don't know if reading a book is like what what would you recommend someone who's maybe like 14 years old i don't know how old they are but they're like oh man i really like this stuff i feel like i've been misunderstood my whole life i'm ready to start in this journey where do i start that's so hard to do i will give an answer but i feel like it's hard because for you to actually like dive deep i feel like you have to hit rock bottom or something has to happen but if someone wants to start on it like i would say the foundation is self-awareness. If you don't have self-awareness, you are going to be stuck in the material world and you're not going to be able to, to detach from your thoughts and your feelings, which is the most important thing. But, and I feel like to build that, you want to, you want to, you want to meditate. And the way that I kind of describe it to people is you want to sit down in a chair and you just want to sit there and you want to be aware of, of everything of your, of, if you have an itch, if you have to shit, if you have to sneeze, if you have a thought pop up, a feeling, and you want to focus on your breathing. And if, if an itch comes up, you want to watch it and that's it. You want to sit there. It's going to be hella uncomfortable. There's going to be like your mind's going to be firing off thoughts and feelings for you to do that itch. You're going to sit there and you're going to embrace that itch. Or like if, a, if you have an urge to shit, you're going to sit there and you're going to sit in that feeling and you're going to sit there and you're going to focus on your breathing. And if you do like get up to go poop or you, or you like it's something, you're going to sit your ass right back down and you're going to sit there and you're going to focus on your breathing or you're going to move yourself back to focus on your breathing. I think that's the most important thing because not only does it build self-awareness, it, it realizes that, that you don't have to give into those thoughts and feelings and those urges that you're having. Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of people, including myself all the time, will it's, it's, it's way harder than people think to sit there with nothing because you, you always have your phone pretty much you know it is i would i would maybe go say it is one of the top three hardest things ever to sit on a fucking chair with nothing and just sit there it is so hard for some reason your brain is is literally screaming get a phone get anything talk to somebody you know like it is crazy how your brain freaks out as if it's like some entity that like a parasite like, jumped in and it's like, you know, have you seen Spider-Man, the third one, yep. Toby, Toby Maguire, yep. like, the black Spider-Man and uh, when the, when the, uh, what is it? Like the bell kind of, and the things like screams out like, what the fuck? I like it into that a little bit. It's like, yo, this, this thing, you know, whatever it is, this voice that came from compounded years and years and years of other people's opinions, all these things, you know, negative self-beliefs, positive self-beliefs. It just, you know, created this entity in your head that I, guess is you sort of it's just kind of there you know i don't really we don't really know what it is it's just kind of there and it really freaks out when you, when you are like looking at it you know you're like hey what are you hey you know and the thing's just like what are you doing like what are you doing to distract you know random thought random thing that you could have <laughs> said yesterday for no reason you know and it's crazy like when you think about that shit it, it gets a little trippy you're like yo who is that person or whatever that is um for you now you said you got a pretty good grip on it I asked this to some, I've asked this to like the last two people, I think, on my interviews. Uh, would you be friends with that voice in your head now? If it was a real person, you think you would be friends with them? Friends as in friends and sit down and talk? 
like yeah, have a conversation. A lot of people say like, oh, it pushes me all the time. It's like, hey, you should have done this, should have done that. They're like, I don't know if I would be friends with that voice, you know? Is it more like, a, like, is it, a, is it like a fatherly figure to you? Is it a brotherly figure? Is it a friend? Is it like an enemy? Is it a motivator? What is that voice usually to you? I think it's a very, it was a very insecure and hurt child. And that's how I kind of look at it. Someone who's built up insecurities, built up things that he would judge himself on. I think it's more of like a little brother mm -hmm. of like someone and you just want to give it a hug. And I think I would be. And now since I've been doing, I would understand exactly what that person went through and I'll be able to relate to them. And I know all the stuff that he's talking about and what he's saying isn't coming from a bad place and he's not being negative. He's not being mean. He's just coming from a hurt and insecure place. Yeah, just scared. Just scared in general. That's that's a very good answer, actually. Most people who... I mean, I've asked that other, other than the two interviews before, but a lot of people usually say, fuck no. You know, like, fuck no, I would not be friends. All they do is yell all day long, I'm not good enough for this or whatever. And I definitely experience waves of that. You know, sometimes I'm just having very negative self-talk. You know, I hear people like Joe Rogan even, who are... He's like 40. And, you know, he's still talking. He's like, yo, I can't shut that voice up. I hate it. All it does is talk shit, basically. And I'm like, wow, that guy's 40 years old. He's been struggling with that voice for 40 years. You know, I, I literally can't imagine that. And that's, I got to a point of desperation with that thing that a few weeks ago with meditation where I was like, yo, I don't have a choice. I have to figure this shit out. I have to figure out what's going on and I got to remedy this in some way. Otherwise, I'm going to go, like, I'm literally going to go crazy, you know? And uh, I think a lot of people, they, they vibe with that statement. I remember I talked about something with, with like the internal monologue on one of my podcasts, I had a few people reach out saying just that. They're like, I can't control this thing. It's just, it's so mean. It's so just like unreasonable. You know, like, why didn't you do this? Like, as if you should have known something, as if like it's in the future saying you should have known that when there's no way you could have known other than after, after the fact, you know? And that's a, that's a tough thing for, for most people to live with. And you're 21 now. I mean, I imagine you have a much more to other people, maybe unrealistic, but a very positive view on what your future looks like. Is that a compliment? I can't tell. Yeah, no, I know. I, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I think it is. Or I know it's, it's more of a question. Like, do you have, like, what is your perspective on the future? Are you hope? I assume you're very hopeful and you're like, yo, I, I'm pretty confident in my ability. I'm pretty healthy mind up here, healthy mind, healthy body. Um, I don't think a lot of people are very confident in their futures. But I think people like you and me who have had this understanding just do. We just we have I'm like I've always had it a little bit of like, yo, I'm I'm set. I'll I'll figure it out when I get there. I'm good. It's Yes, I'm I am very I'm very hopeful. I'm very joyful that my future will be amazing. And it's funny that you say that, and I don't think I've ever said this on a podcast before, but like before when I when I'll be driving, like, I just had this sense that like, I was born to do something amazing. Like, I, like I have so much potential and like, I was born to change the world. And now that I'm starting to, to detach myself from the material world, like I can see my future being even more joyful and even more loving than before. And like, I'm so excited for the future because I have had this awakening and I've had this, this awareness to bring light to other people. Yeah, I 100% I agree with that. Does it, because I noticed this once I started kind of doing the same stuff you're doing, like just speaking my truth and all that stuff. Um, 
nothing ever felt like I thought it would when I was growing up. You know, when you think, I think it's because of the movies we watched on, it's like Disney, you know, where it's like, like I had this thought the other day. I think the reason we're all so much in our head and we all think everything's happening specifically to us is because when you watch movies, you're following a main character's perspective and everything is happening to them. You know, so we're just constantly from a young age, kind of like conditioned in that kind of belief that everything's happening to you. Once you like win, everything like fucking flowers, like money gets thrown at you, like all these things happen and you feel like you did it, you won. And then it's a fairy tale ending. You're happy for the rest of your life. And that's just not the reality anymore. You know, like I'm out here literally, I'm in Montana. Like I'm in a place where people were like, would love to be, you know, I'm, I was on a mountain the other day. Like I'm living that life that so many people want, but it doesn't particularly feel like fucking fairy tale. Like, it's just like, I'm here. You know what I mean? What is that like for you? Now that I've been, been working on myself and I, I've learned to enjoy the present moment and come from that place of joyfulness. It doesn't feel exactly like the movies, but I enjoy, enjoy like everything now. Like there's no, there's no good or bad now. There's just straight joy. And I do think the movies give a very bad representation of like, once this is done, all your bad shit will be gone forever. And it's like, no, it's like, that's not how life works. It's like, you're always going to be working on yourself. Like it's not a, a one-time fix it and you're done. It's a, it's a genuine, like it's a giant growth journey that you're on for your entire life. And like the things that like bothered you, yes, you can recover from them, but there will always be something else that you're, that your mind's trying to throw up at you. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. I think for me, a lot of times, like I don't, I don't really get upset. I, I've actually never really got, I don't really get like mad. I don't have like a big temper or anything. And the only times recently that I've, I've noted that I get like actually like really annoyed about are when just like, and I don't know if I'm just telling myself this, but I, I think it's like specific things that are just really inconvenient in the sense that like it needs to be taken care of now. And my, my brain, I think does a good, uh, a good job filtering what is actually annoying, what you should condemn is annoying and really be annoyed versus just be like, ah, fucking whatever, you know, like the other day, what was it? Um, I was driving and oh my airpods are my baby like i i love my airpods i love them so much and i i remember i taking them out to like look at to see where my i don't know i took them out and put them in my lap i remember i was in my car and uh and that's the last thing i remembered and all i knew was i was driving and i opened my my uh case and they were not in there and i was like where the fuck are they and i was like oh my god like this day i pulled over they must be in my car looking at my car i couldn't find them and i was like holy shit Maybe they fell out of my lap onto the ground because I went and like went into that restaurant real quick and I was like, holy shit. And I was like so frustrated because I was like, okay, I have a right to be frustrated because like, what the fuck? Like they're, they're somewhere in some random parking lot and I have to find them right now. This actually matters. And for me, I deem that as like a viable reason to get upset. And I don't know, like, do you, do you get, because you were saying you, you pretty much feel joy. Is that, do you legitimately stand by that or do you really not have moments where you're like upset or annoyed get caught up in the moment and maybe you, like five minutes later you're cool or what is i obviously that? have those moments because i'm human yeah. like they do come up and like i can still like feel the feeling like of anger and not be angry mm-hmm. um but very rarely and i catch myself very quickly like very rarely do i i almost never get angry at all um 
very rarely do I ever get annoyed. Like, uh, like I might lash out, but like, as soon as I say that thing, like I might like apologize or, but I like catch myself very, very quickly. Are you able to, you're, so you're able to like dial down that meter. Like yeah. if it ramps up really quick, you're able to just be like, okay. And then just drop it back right back down to yep. pretty much equilibrium. Wow, that's that's very impressive. That's really, really impressive actually. Cause I'm able to do that on some level. Like if I, if it's like one to 10 and it bumps up to 10 for a moment, I can pretty much bring it down to like four where I'm like, I'm pretty fucking annoyed, but I like, I don't, it's whatever, you know, like I'll, I'll get through it. I guess with my thing, I only get annoyed with certain things where I'm like, there's like a literal time thing. And it's like, this needs to be taken care of right, really, really right now. And it's like, that's the only times I really, really get annoyed, I guess. Like what, for you, what, what is something that pulls you out of that moment, pulls you out of that joyful stage where you're able to just enjoy life? What do those things look like for you? I don't really get annoyed. I think my like main stuff is like regret, guilt, and anxiety. And I think like my main fallback is like if, if I'm not being like a good person or if I'm not like if I say something wrong or like stuff like that. Like I very rarely get annoyed with people and I very rarely get mad or angry. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't get much especially with other people. I'm I'm pretty understanding with just what I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Like I'm sure they've got other stuff. I just I, I guess my expectations are like at a zero. You know, I just don't expect much from anybody. Yeah. Cause I just, I've honestly, I've just been let, like, I've just accepted the fact that I've literally been let down every single time by someone else. So I'm just like, ah, fuck it, whatever. Like if I, if it wasn't me, then I don't even, there's not even point in, in worrying about that. Um, but I'm curious as to know, so you're 21, you said, you said you, uh, you had a pretty rough time with a breakup at the senior of college, of high school. Um, now that you've kind of like, I wouldn't say like reached like a pinnacle, but you're pretty far along this journey. You you, you understand some things. Um, how's that dating life? Because I haven't I haven't been much in the dating arena at all in the last couple of years. I've just I don't have, I don't want to think about it right now. But I'm curious like where you're at with that. I've gotten to a point now. Well, one to find just people in general that match my vibe exactly. When it comes to religion and spirituality and business, entrepreneurship, their goals, parenting, just finding people in general, like boys like like or girls is difficult. And so it's like, I'm kind of just living my life. And if I come across someone that like matches that vibe and we kind of vibe and we're on the same path and we want to like get together and like kind of see like what happens, like I'm like, I'm all for it, but I have no expectations from anyone. I don't, I don't chase at all anymore. Like I'm not chasing anyone. I'm not chasing anything anymore. Um, I'm kind of just living my life, connecting with people. And I have trust that things are going to work out. That's dope. That's a really, really healthy mindset. I think, um, cause I saw, I, mean, I remember growing up, you see those videos on YouTube, like, man, nice guys always finish last. And, uh, I remember young, when I was younger, I was like, man, you're so fucking right. Like, but like, I can't help it. I'm just, I just am a nice guy. And uh, as I grew older, and I, I remember I, I rewatched a video, but then I remember on the on the suggested, I think it, I forget what the channel was, and they made like a redo of that video, where with like all this new perspective, we're like, wow, we we made this video a few years ago, and we missed some things, and they like made this like re redo style of the video, where they're like, well, it's not like you're being nice, you're just being like trampled over, and you're putting all these people's beliefs and stuff before yours, like yeah. that's really the problem. And I think there's a push for that, at least on my For You page's like algorithm. I don't know if it's just the people that I'm like kind of in the algorithm with that's seeing these things, 
But I'm seeing that there's a push for people saying, yo, fuck the chase. Like, literally, fuck the chase. There's no point. There's no... It's just it's a cycle that never ends, you know, and it never ends well for us. I've gotten to a point where I'm going to put myself out there as a human. And if you're attracted to me from a spiritual perspective, from a just from a like relationship in general, friends, um, wife, whatever it is, like you're going to stay in my life. And it, and if you're not like you can fuck off, like, mm-hmm. like I'm going to speak my truth and like, I'm going to put myself out there and speak out what I want and where I sit and stuff like that. And like, if, if we vibe, that's great. If you don't, I don't want you in my life anyways, because I'm not here to chase. I'm not, I already changed my, my beliefs for my ex for her. And like, now I'm like, I will never change my entire belief system. Like, yes, you have to compromise, but I will never change my entire belief system. And I'm like, and like, I will always be my authentic self, no matter what. And if you're not down with that, oh, like, great. Yeah. I think you and I are on the same page on that topic. Do you, one thing that worries me, because I had that same mindset, is I'm worried that I'm going to meet someone who is great and is all those things that I want, but I'm just, I just don't, I don't know if I'm in like a mode to be able to date right now. I don't think I like care enough to like want to, even though sometimes I'm like, man, I really wish I had someone to share this experience with. I really don't know if, if the right girl walked in my life, if I would just be like, all right, let's do this. You know, I think I would just be like, ah, shit, you know, <laughs> wrong time. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I go back and forth with that same thing. Like, I'm like, I'm trying to build my life. I'm trying to build something. Yeah. And I'm like, especially with me making money online, I think there's a, there's a lot more realistic possibilities now than just being in Ohio. So like, I feel like that gives me more hope um, because like I can go like wherever I want to, but even when it comes to it, it's like, part of me is like, I want someone that I can grow with and that understands me where I'm at now and, and we can grow as a human together. And the part of me is like, I'm joyful and I'm trying to build something. Do I really want to bring someone else into my life at this time? Yeah. It's hard. You know, you just don't know what's going to happen. I know. uh, It's, it's difficult. (laughs) And you don't want to like risk all the stuff you've built to just like backtrack. You know what I mean? You don't know. You don't know where they're going to be at. You don't know if maybe they're putting on a facade to just kind of like pretend like they're, they're on your, like vibing on your level or whatever. And it's tough, dude. It's, it's really tough. I think just in general, especially in this tech age you know we just you just don't know what you're getting a lot of, i mean a lot of people are really just, just have this face that they put on and like it's been so long since i've done that i have i mean my whole life was literally that up until a couple years ago but like i just know how many people are in that same cycle and a lot of people it's not even their fault they just like how you said they just maybe aren't aware um or they're just not and i think with the the problem where, where spirituality can become toxic i follow this guy named um the philosopher guy i think his name on tiktok is long hair white dude with long hair long black hair and he he talks about this because he used to post all the spiritual content and he he actually in the middle of it was like yo i think some of this shit's actually kind of toxic he goes because when you how you said earlier how people start to think they're better you know and uh when you have the spiritual awakening you start to think you're like man these people should have the same belief. How could they not already think this? You know, and how I said about Joe Rogan, how can Joe Rogan be 40 years old and still be fighting these demons? And like everyone has that point in their own journey. It might be at age 77 for them, you know, it might be on their fucking deathbed. And for me, it might've just been 23 for whatever reason. Um, But 
I guess this will be one of my final questions. You said earlier, we're all one collective thing. And I agree. It's really hard to wrap, to like make that work in like every circumstance, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so how do you, how do you like, I don't know how to ask this question. How do you, because uh, I, I also agree with you on this, by the way. I'm not like a, uh, but okay. so we're all one. But then there's parts of us, there's parts of us, there's people who are just mean, they're bad. Like, why? You know, how, how is that a thing? How are we all one, but we're all so different? Like, and I've heard some things of like, well, we're all the universe um, and the universe is us. And we're all just like depictions of us. We're like the ocean is the universe and we're like the waves. You know what I mean? But I'm curious, like how you, how you look at that, I guess. So I think like, I think like everyone is all connected if it's good or bad and i think so like i have like two things on this one i think good or bad is subjective so you could think that person's being mean but his family could think he's being nice so i think that kind of belief like good and bad like only goes so far and i feel like there are going to be people that are like that because they're so attached to, to the material world and that doesn't make them less of a human. And, and that doesn't mean that, that they're not connected. And I feel like we're all coming from the same place internally. Um, we're just using like different words. We're using different meanings where we grew up at. Um, the belief that the person is coming from, because like I see a lot of what I did in my compulsions in other people and they weren't doing it for that. They were just insecure. They're, they're trying to fill a void they're trying to chase something and they're not inherently bad or good. They're just trying to like fulfill some sort of feeling or thought that they're having. And I think like we're all connected, like everyone like is just on like different stages and the different places. And, and we're all coming from the same place internally. That's a sick fucking answer right there. That's, a, that's a really good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. All right. So this will be my last question. And this popped up literally two seconds ago. And I think it's a really, really good question with what you just said. So you know how, uh, and even earlier you alluded to this, how you know good and bad is subjective. There's no good thoughts, bad thoughts, it's just ones you don't like, you do like. Have you seen Interstellar by chance? No, I have not. All right, so there's a scene at the end of the, or it's like, it's kind of like one of the themes that uh, certain things like gravity, like love, transcend like time and space dimensions. Like some things are laws in the universe versus some things are human constructs. Like. The way we think about time might be a human construct, but time in general and, and the universe is like a thing. Do you think love, for example, is a subjective human-made thing? Or do you think there are things like that, like love, um, that transcend just everything and they are just real? Like there's energy. Some people have said the love is the fifth dimension, you know, or the sixth or seventh, eighth dimension. What do you, what, I'm curious what you think about that. Um, versus subjective things, little things that we kind of come up with, the humans come up with? I think there are things that we know and that we feel internally, if that's like a higher conscious or God. And I feel like those are, those are things that are like inherent in the universe and in things. If we're going to label it God or the universe or our higher self-conscious, whatever you want to put on it. I think when we start to use words to describe those things, we don't, we do it a disservice because we, we cannot, and words are only used for communicating and that's it. When we put words on your experience of, let's say love, 
it doesn't fully describe what you're going through. So I feel like there are things that are inherent for the universe and for life. And I feel like love could be one of them and like joy and that stuff are inherent for, for everything. But I think using the word love gives it a disservice because I feel like just the way that life moves out in a whole is love. Like the way things grow, the way life moves, the way things happen is love. But I don't like to use that word because it gives it a disservice. But I feel like if you watch just the world move from a labelless and a a non-judgmental place, no matter what it is, you can find that love and that joy in anything. 100%. That's why I love sunrises. Like sometimes I'll be sitting there watching a sunrise. Like you'll see the earth, the world go from sleep dormant to just fucking. You'll see like the the light of the sky come up. You'll see birds start to chirp. You'll see the first bit of cars going to work. You know, and you're like, wow, holy shit. You know what I mean? And there's just there's not like a word. There's just like a feeling, and it's crazy that you come up with all these revelations, like realizations or revelations. Um, to be honest, I'm just shocked that you come up with it without the use of any kind of psychedelic because I had some level of this type of thinking before, but like my sister's the same. She has, she's like, she's just like you. And she's, and she also hadn't tried any kind of psychedelic. And she just had these awarenesses where I was like, how the fuck did you come to that conclusion on your own? You know what I mean? And I think maybe just for some people, like how you said you had a, um, just a rough time growing up. You went through a lot of shit and, uh, she also went as well. I think I maybe had less shit that I went through and so I made up shit to happen to me like I backed myself into a wall on purpose so that I could catapult myself like I got I literally got tattoos on my fingers um that that is my podcast George, um on purpose so that I would like be at a disadvantage to get certain jobs I don't know it was like my way of thinking but I was like I've had like a pretty s- decent life you know like I haven't had any crazy horrible things happen to me or anything like traumatic particularly so like for me like and for a lot of people I think who are in first world type problems you know what i mean they they have to come up with things to uh grow and to force themselves into growth and uh you know i think i think people like you and i i think we're fucking doing it right out here i think there's only so much uh i mean like what what really is bad about just putting out your word you know like we're just putting out the word you never know who's gonna hit you know if only it's seven people like your video and that's seven more people than there were before they may have really exactly. really need to hear that content and i think that's i think that's why i post um, but is there anything like last things you want to leave? Like maybe any kind of shout outs for your companies or in your socials or, or whatever. Um, I mean, if, uh, like anyone needs like any like healthy pet products, uh, go over to my social media. It's at, um, Easton Gladney, E-A-S-T-O-N-G-L-A-D-N-E-Y. And I'll link um, and all any, these things and tag you. Okay. So yeah. Sweet. And like, if anyone like, has any questions like about mental health, spirituality, you guys, like you need help, like anything, like I'm always here to help, um, like offer advice, like, like my perspective. And I love connecting with people, like talking to people, like getting like their perspective on stuff, like religion, like whatever it is. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Hey, it was a pleasure talking to you. This is dope. This, this went amazing. Um, you were, you were, you were great. You're such a cool guy. I'm really glad we got to have this talk. Cause I, I just didn't know much about you before, you know, like I, I just knew what you, your message was. So, so I'm really glad I got that. And, uh, yeah, man. I hope your phone doesn't die. <laughs> no, um, but uh, yeah, man. Anyways, I'll see you later, dude. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. See you, man. Thank you. Peace.